instilling in them, you know, all those positive things so that when you do have to discipline, they, they also have love and they understand that this is out of love. Um, and then of course, after you discipline, you reaffirm. Um, and you know, we're not necessarily going into practicals, but I just wanted to um, make that point because, um, you know, sometimes people get, you know, sometimes you talk about discipline, it can be uncomfortable. Um, and it can be uncomfortable because, you know, spanking can be a taboo issue or depending on your philosophy of parenting, uh, timeouts can be uh, <laughs> a taboo issue, who knows? But um, I think if you remember to, to, to that, really we're building a foundation of love um, and affirmation and the discipline is, is, is really just a small amount of your interactions with your kids. Yeah, I, was, I, I would always say as kind of a funny way of describing it, but whenever I would have to go take them for spanking, I, was, I would just refer to it as I, they just need a, a universe adjustment, that's all. Like, they're just a little off course, we're just gonna you know, stick it back in place, they'll be fine. Be, it's totally fine <laughs> and but I was always amazed at when the discipline was over I could I could visually see them being refreshed like they were they were happier afterwards after being affirmed and and being shown the right way to do something they were happier to to live that way and I think that's just a that's just a great lesson for all of us from God. That's why God puts us in a unique position as parents to learn so much about him. Uh, because when we, when we, when we do discipline the right way, the way that he does it, we learn a, a lot about his love for us. Um, do you have anything else? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think um, that that's pretty much it. One thing, one last thing I'll throw out there. It kind of goes along with what Nicole was saying, but I, I have to throw it out there just because it's in the Bible. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's very much related to what Nicole was talking about, how, about how discipline is just a small part of what you're doing. Um, yes, there are days where it feels like that's all you're doing, but I can 100% I can say most of our days with our children have not been spent disciplining them, which is why we're totally fine talking about it because we know for sure the majority of our time is spent just enjoying them and trying to build them up. And, and sometimes it's, you know, it's training, sometimes it's teaching. Um, so it's not all like, you know, it's not all fun and games, but it's not always course correcting their universe either. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to leave some time in case you guys wanted to talk. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I'm Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. I'm Nathan. Yeah. Um, we have a two-year-old daughter. And I just wondered if you could share a little more about the fruits you've seen of consistency and how you stayed encouraged in being diligent. Like, how you encouraged each other to stay diligent and consistent. Thanks. Oh, how we encourage each other? Yes, and like anything that helped you to stay more consistent. And yeah. also maybe since you're ahead of us, some of the fruits of that being consistent. So we can look forward to that and be like, if we do this, yeah. then maybe this will be a fruit later, you know? Yeah, and you know, I'm... <clears throat> <laughs> I'm an, I'm an, I'm a software engineer, so I would very much love to have a formula to that I could just plug into my children and it would come out exactly how I programmed it. Um, unfortunately, they don't come with manuals and you can't give them back. So, uh, so I'll just say that what we, one thing that kept us encouraged was we really believed that we really wanted them to rise to our expectations and we believed that they would. I never, I never once thought that, 
oh, am I just expecting too much out of her? Like, no, I, I expect my child to talk to me a certain way and to, you know, have a certain attitude in certain moments. And that's just, that's just, I know she can do that. So I'm going to keep training her to get there. And for us, it, it has, it has totally, it, it has worked out. Um, you know, some, sometimes they're at an age where we can now tell them, Hey, go upstairs, get ready for bed. And they can come up here, go upstairs, um, brush their teeth, put their pajamas on, floss their teeth and go in their rooms and wait for us to come tuck them in. I know that seems like a long way away, <laughs> but, um, but I really believe they, they do that now the first time we tell them because we've been training them to do that for seven to nine years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it, it just, the, the, big, the big thing I would say to that is um, just keep the belief that they will, that, that they can rise to what you expect out of them because they can. Kids are, kids are eager to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, even the most free spirited child uh, still enjoys some amount of structure, some amount of direction and training. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit before because um, they're in a different stage, uh, especially our nine year old. She's really a preteen. So we're, we're working a lot now on um, the heart and really having uh, deeper conversations about, you know, emotions and, and um, pulling out some, some of those things. But we, I would say there's a lot of trust there now with our kids that we know we can, you know, we know what kind of behavior <laughs> that. Uh, well, we know what they're capable of. Yes. And so we know when they're at school uh, or when they're in class at church or we go to a grocery store we don't really have at this stage any you know fears of oh my gosh are they going to behave because those behaviors for us we've really put in a lot of work in those in the ages that your kids are now um, yeah. and it was a lot and it was hard and there were days where we were like oh no this child's gonna <laughs> what's gonna happen but I can say now that we that's and this is the feedback that we get from people a lot which is oh, they're really well behaved or, you know, they, they listened really well and they were on task or, you know, whatever it is. And, and some of that, of course, is um, because of, I think the foundation that we laid some of that is compliance. And of course, as you get to middle school years and preteen years, which I know that's a long way away, but, um, you know, then you're working on what true obedience is and being obedient to God. But in, the, in these younger stages, I can say that um, we can trust our kids a lot. Uh, with we know how they're going to behave because there's an expectation there um, and so we can extend that trust to them so yeah 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 so um, I want to say that um, I really respect both of you because um, Andrew I talked with you I talked with your wife and I've had the opportunity to uh, to say hello to your kids um, a couple of times, and I'm just so amazed by how uh, you know they comport themselves um, every time I talk to them. And I think I walked into this conversation when you started talking about you know Caribbean parents, and um, you know having you know related to your kids uh, in some fashion, you know you were one of the couples that I had in my heart to you know, to have like a go-to when, you know, when I start having my own kids. So it's time I just, you know, want to compliment you guys and let you guys know that um, uh, I'm not a good judge of character um, myself, but, you know, your kids are, they're exceptional, um, the way they conduct themselves outside, um, especially, you know, um, at church or uh, whenever I, I had had time to talk to them. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate that.
Hey. Um, sorry for crashing. Um, thanks for letting us crash. Um, we, we also agreed with what Bolahan said. I had a quick question. Um, how, when do you start? So I know a couple of people on here have babies, newborns. So when do you, you find the line of they're exploring versus no, you can't touch that or do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, in my mind, you start when you are absolutely sure that they understand what you just told them to do. And, and they did it anyway. That's when you I start. like that. That's very clear. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and, and Nicole, you, you told well, me something earlier. Yeah, so like for kids, they're, they're receptive language. I mean, they can understand more than they can um, verbally say sometimes. Like most kids, you can say, go bring me that book. You know, they can go over there and bring it. They may not be able to verbally say, here's the book, mommy. So they, they're under, they understand a lot. <laughs> they understand yeah. what's happening, you know, a lot of times before we, you know, give them credit for when it comes to obedience. Oh, yeah. I, I remember telling Sasha, put that down. And she just looked at me and held it. And I was like, put it down. And she just, she just, she straight looked at me like I was a punk and held it <laughs> all right i was like all right it's game time we have started <laughs> i have a question yeah um so our daughter is almost two she's 22 months um so she's at the stage now where she's like testing um and she also throws little mini like uh She'll get upset and she'll throw things and she'll do it intentionally because you'll say, don't throw. And then she'll look at you and she'll do it again. Um, but we just want practicals in terms of like, I know you mentioned spanking and you mentioned timeout. Uh, but for parents who don't necessarily want to spank or don't feel like that will work, what are some other options for discipline other than timeout? Because like if she's in the car, she'll like throw everything that she can reach and she'll just keep throwing until there's nothing else to throw. So like, how do I discipline her? Or if like we're at target, how, how do you correct that kind of behavior? What do you think, honey? Uh, so to be honest, th this is where I would say uh, reading books and seeking, <laughs> seeking advice and talking to some of their <laughs> teachers. Because, um, you know, some things that you can try, of course, is you want them to be able to respect your voice. So some people try like in different inflections in their voice, of course, like if when you use a certain voice, okay, like them associating that with mommy serious about this, that like she's not joking. Um, but it is, you know, we know what we did. Um, so I, I don't have a ton of um, you know, other ideas other than, I know some people have used redirection, but that is hard to do if you're in a car, other than maybe taking everything away, you know, out of the car, taking off her shoes, taking all the stuff out. So I've had a shoe thrown at me in the car from a, to a toddler before, so, <laughs> so I understand that. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, there, there are definitely other things that I, that I do believe work. I just, I do think consistency yeah. really is, is the key. Grace, do you have any to answer the question? I'm um, sorry. Hi guys. This is Olu. Olu. Oh. Uh, and I'm only sharing because, you know, I'm, I'm a behavior analyst. I work with schools. I work with kids, everything. So um, what they're saying has been amazing. And I was raised in Nigeria. I just spank all day, you know? <laughs> so, but anyway, I don't spank kids, but in terms of what can you do, if you don't want to spank, you know, like, like, um, you know, Miss, uh, Mrs. Bernard said, there are a lot that you can do. So one, one of them is, um, so instead of saying, don't throw this, tell them what you want to see, like put the book on the table, do this, or, you know, as opposed to saying, don't do it. Cause you're saying, don't do this. Then it's like, what do I do then? You know what I mean? So it's like, put the book down. Instead of saying, stop running, just say walk. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So, and then if they do throw the book, like she said, you could redirect, they'll do what we call overcorrection. So at that time, don't lecture, just go over and you can do a hand over hand. You can have them pick it up with their hand. And if you want to take it further, 
You can have them. So if they throw one book down, you make them pick up three books. So you could do hand over hand. So you're doing hand over hand. So you could do hand over hand with the first book, second book. Then by the third book, they'll pick that one up themselves. So just wanted to share that. Only because, you know, just wanted to throw it out there. Not because it's, you know. Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. great stuff. I mean, that's... there's hope for you yet, Olu. <laughs> great resource for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Those are obviously all, all things too that teachers do. Is obviously teachers cannot and should not do timeouts or spankings or a lot of other forms of discipline. So definitely great resource yeah, right there. Timeouts either? <laughs> no. What? Um, That's crazy. You could try the hey stare guys. down technique. <laughs> hi, Andrew. Hi, Nicole. We're here. <laughs> What's up, Carla? What's up, Mo? Hi. Mo's over here talking about your samurai swords in the background. Oh. <laughs> I've been I've been watching that actually. <laughs> That's the secret to how you keep your kids in line right there. I know it. Um, we had a question uh, just for they know, but for everybody else, we have a almost three year old. He'll be three in about a little over, you know, twenty eight days or so, twenty nine, something like that. But anyways, um, and we have a nine month old. Um, but uh, just um, how do you balance the grace versus consistency? I know, speaking for myself, I can find myself when, like, he, like when he does something that we've told him not to do recently, it might be spitting or something like that. He'll, Cadence, our younger one, likes to blow raspberries, and then he'll try to do it too, and we'll tell him, no, don't do that, because uh, he's just, it's like craziness. Um, but so I'll talk and I'll say, we're not supposed to be spitting or something like that when he does it that first time. But is that a situation where I need to be spanking? And how do you just, um, you know, or disciplining or whatever form of discipline we have versus just talking to him about it? Um, and how do you decide kind of just to show grace or just to talk to them? Or is that just not being consistent? Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, it makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense. God certainly shows us a, a ton of grace. Um, I think one of the big things is making sure that he understands, is this something that I, that he, that there's a consequence for? Um, <clears throat> if you lay out, if you lay out, once you lay out a consequence to a child, you have, you have to follow through. At this at this age, you have to follow through. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that they're old enough to understand grace. And this is like you're you're laying a foundation so that later on in life you'll have the trust, you'll have the respect, and when when they're really old enough to understand grace, they will trust it coming from you because of the foundation that you've laid. That's that's the way that I would look at it. Does that answer your question? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. One. I have what? a question. Oh, I have to, oh. one, one, for, one further comment on uh, consequences. One of one of the things that we learned, the biggest thing that kept us from applying a consequence consistently was. If you make, if you, if you tell the child the consequence and it's too harsh, you're not going to want to do it every time. So you want one that's mild enough that you're willing to do it each and every time, but also enough that it gets their attention. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning when we we're talking about expectations and figuring out what's like, what are the, these are the severe things. Like we're not, we're not cutting corners on these and maybe these other things require less of a punishment and so on and so forth. And you might not know it until it happens. And then, so the first time they get grace, like I said, but then if it's something that you want to correct in the future and it keeps happening, then you can talk about what the appropriate punishment would be. Someone else want to say something? Yeah, uh, real quick. Oh. I just, could you guys repeat the three D's that you mentioned um, yeah. at the beginning of the lesson? Yeah, uh, deceit, uh, defiance, and 
disrespect. And we didn't make those up. <laughs> those, that, that was shared to us when we were in this university yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. And then, and with that too, thank you for repeating that. And then my question was, how do you guys handle discipline outside the home? Or like, have you experienced that yet? Like, you know, you guys have ground rules that you set with your child or children. But then what about like, I don't know, grandparents, for example, you know, one of your ground rules now might be you guys tell your kids to go upstairs and go to bed at eight o'clock. But if grandparents are there, they're like, no, you don't have to go to bed at eight. You can stay up till nine, baby. Like, you know, how do you, and I know it's like later on down the line, but just like little things now, like, hey, you know, let him have a piece of chocolate. He'll be fine. And it's like, no, you, like, how do you handle discipline, I guess, with family members or even friends or. Yeah. And that, that sounds not, that's not just discipline. That's just the structure of your life and <clears throat> how that's handled when other people visit your life in various forms. And, um, uh, for us, you know, it's the scripture in Joshua, as for me and my house, this is how we roll. When my mom comes here or when Nicole's mom comes here, this is how we roll. Uh, you know, if, if we, we've, we've never actually sent our kids away without one of us for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. They've had like one, one night over at my aunt's house every now and then. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm just like, do whatever you want now. I don't care. Like, I'm, you're going there for a reason, so I don't have to care, right? Well, you know, they let them stay up late and they give them cake and ice cream and, you know. I don't care. You can have ice cream for yeah. breakfast. I do not care at all. Um, but, uh, but for the, the, the consistent structure of their life, when someone is, you know, that, that's just, that's our house. You know, no one's mm -hmm. there. There shouldn't be much reason for anyone interrupting that or not wanting to respect that. And if yeah. they don't want to respect that, then that's a conversation to have between the grownups. But the kid is still mm -hmm. going to bed at 830. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what about um, what about like in the midst of disciplining uh, your child? You do find yourself really, really upset, right? Do you, um, before you spank them, do you like take time away? Um, if you know, to not to make sure it's not out of rage. Have there been times for you like that? Yes. To make sure that, well, yeah. Absolutely. If you are, if you know you are about to spank your child because you are just upset, mm -hmm. um, then you don't get to spank your child. Not, not like it's a privilege, like you don't get to, you don't get to spank your child. You shouldn't spank your child um, because it should always be from a place of love and correction. Like I need to train my child to understand this lesson. That is why I'm doing it. It is not because I'm upset. It's not because they offended me or hurt my feelings. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, having a, a process that you've discussed with your wife on, on how you're going to do whatever it is you're going to do if it's we're sending them to their room because even that you say go to your room like even just you know shouting in that emotion isn't necessarily the, the best thing for your for your kids either so i think if you've discussed outside of the time you're going to discipline with your spouse okay this is how we're going to, to go about this um and this is how we're going to do it for these certain you know offenses or whatever I think it, it will help you to have something to fall back on when you do feel really emotional. Because kids will do that. You'll be starting to think your three-year-old is manipul manipulating you and they're like, they're really not, or, or maybe they are. Yeah, they but are. but <laughs> you can sometimes take it very personally. Um, and in those yeah. moments, and there have been plenty of times where, you know, just, just for our dynamic, I was um, home and Andrew was working during the day. There were definitely times when he would come home and I, I really was at my limit emotionally where I just had to say, you, you have to take them. <laughs> I, I need to go away somewhere. You, you don't take them. You might not have kids tomorrow. <laughs> you, you have to take them. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, 
I, I could, I could feel that when it, when it, you know, when it was coming out. And honestly, there were, if, if, if it, if you feel like, okay, this is a, a, a struggle for me, um, you may need to, to, you know, defer the parent, the, the spanking to the other parent or whatever discipline it is to the other parent. Or, you know, like I said, I think having a process to follow back, to fall back on really kind of helps take out the strong um, emotion yeah. out of it. And so I will say we're, we're telling you the most ideal True. standard to strive for. We're not telling you what we did every time because mm -hmm. I, I have spanked my child out of anger. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the best things you can model for your children is repentance. And so every time I did that and I realized that I did that, I apologized to them. I told them that I was wrong. And man, you want to see a smile on their faces. <laughs> let them let them hear you say that you did something wrong. Your kids <laughs> love that. They love it every time still to this day. They love hearing about our sins because to to them we're kind of like perfect because we're telling them what to do all the time. So it helps them to see that no, nah, we're still we're still working stuff out too. Mm -hmm. um, quick, I have a question. Um, we live in a different world where a lot of things we do—learning, studying, reading, leisure—everything is through screens. So, yeah. do you guys structure screen time, or because I mean, I grew up in an era where we only play video game in summer times, you know. Yeah. So, but it's really a different world. Like kids literally study with computers, study with screens, study with, you know, uh, educated TV shows, which is okay. So I guess, how do you balance your upbringing with their world today? And what, you know, what is, what, what is, you know, what's the right way? What's the wrong way? What, what is it? I don't think, again, I think there's some of these things really, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong, but something that I try to do is people were a little bit ahead of me. I, you, you can watch, you know, how their kids are, watch how, in, how their family interacts and then ask them questions. What do you guys do when it comes to screens or, or you know, video games? Um, oh, that's what as you're asking us specifically. Well, yeah. for us in our, specifically for us, we do limit TV. Um, so I, you know, I was a teacher and, and I kind of thrive on structure. So, right. so how uh, do you structure it for you? Uh, so for us, during uh, the week, like the school week, we pretty much don't do TV like Monday through Thursday. That's kind of usually our goal. Oh, wow. Occasionally, yeah. if, you know, they I mean, may get they 30 minutes it, in or... Yeah, like in the in-between time while you're prepping, dinner, prepping and, dinner and they're done with all of their work. Yeah. But for the most part, and even, for example, we're on fall break. Um, so they didn't, they don't get to just watch TV the whole day. So, but I also like enjoy, uh, here's some crafts and they like to play outside and, you know, we yeah. require them. They like to read, but I do set an expectation for how long I want them to read each day. So some of that is tricky because because I'm a teacher, I do kind of- Wait, are you homeschooling? It sounds like you're homeschooling now. Yeah, yeah. So we also- so we're, we're, virtual, we're doing the virtual, virtual schooling. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah, so we do limit it. Um, yeah. And, you know, for us, we're still our, our oldest is nine as of right now we're like we're not really we don't plan on giving out phones for a while but who knows ask us in three or four years <laughs> where we are with that um because we're at the beginning stages of the of the preteen years um but we definitely limit screen time hello Hey. Hi, um, my name is EJ and this is my husband, Anua. Um, we're currently, we have a three-year-old and a one-year, three-and-a-half-year-old and a one-year-old and a 16-month-old. Oh, wow. 16-month-old. <laughs> and our home currently feels like last night's debate. It is war. <laughs> really? <laughs> With our three-year-old, she is very strong-spirited, like her mama. She wants her way. We are trying to do the obey first, you know, so I just, but I feel like 
we are constantly punishing her. So, you know, she loves when one of us reads to her. And so we started saying things like, okay, like, you know, if you don't obey, you don't, you know, we're not going to read to you. So now she just goes, can I read to myself? <laughs> so, so my question is, Our girl. Um, <laughs> she has a lot of uncles and aunties on this call. So, so I think our question is like, we, we are trying to be consistent. We're trying, we're not perfect, but we're trying. But I'm just afraid that it might stop being effective. Like, you know, if she gets punished so much that, you know, she's just like, um, you know, she's just numb to it, I think is our biggest fear. I know people that became like that. Yeah, so my husband says he knows people in his family who became like that, who just became numb to like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah, spanking stop hurting. Spanking stop hurting. Do you, do you feel like you have? Do you feel like you have a good relationship with her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're she, very close to her. Very, um, especially with her dad. She's like he's like their like one yeah. person. Yeah. That's great. So if if you feel like your foundation of love is solid. Um, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta stay in the fight. Just keep, yeah. keep going. Can I mean, I, our, kids, our kids were not like at three. That that that's the fight, man. Three and four, you're you're in the thick of the fight. All the most of the stories we described to you happened three and four years old. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think what, what you guys shared was, was helpful because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of what you shared we're doing, right? But I think we're talking that we're not doing it in a, in a strategic and consistent manner, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that's what we have to kind of go back and say, hey, you know, for this crime, you know, here, here's, here's the punishment, right? Because I think we're doing the timeouts. We're doing the, if you do this, you got to give up something. You know, we, we, we spank. But sometimes if you do this, we'll spank you. Sometimes if you do the same thing, we'll take something away. Sometimes if you do the same thing, we warn you five times. So we, th- this has been helpful to, to be strategic, consistent, and on the same page because sometimes we have two tactics, right? Some, because we're, we're close, I can, I can get on my, you know, get on my knees, look her in the eyes and reason with her and say, hey, you got to stop and she'll listen, yeah. right? But mom may do something different. Right. Or sometimes mom will reason and I'll just spank because I'm the one that typically spanks when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. So but but this is helpful. This is helpful. Yeah. And I will say too, a lot, lots of conversations, too. Um, you know, before for us, this is the way we did it. Before we spanked them, we discussed with them why um, they were getting spanked. And then after, you know, we had a whole, you know, kind of a routine of you know, maybe it's apologize, them apologizing, or maybe it's them, you know, us having a discussion on, you know, what it was that they did that we don't want to do, and hugs and kisses and, you know, reaffirming and, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it is a lot of work, but um, those conversations, because again, it sounds like she's also pretty, you know, aware that she she can communicate with you kind of <laughs> very effectively. So even just making sure you're having um, a lot of conversations, sometimes having a conversation outside of the time that she's actually doing that thing. Um, yeah. We've done that a lot, like, you know, and not yeah. like a warning, like not like when we go in the store, don't do this. It's you're at the dinner table and um, role play is a good one. Just acting things mm-hmm. out, is, mm-hmm. you know, showing them, now, what if mommy went over to her book and because I didn't want to read it, I threw it. Would that be okay? It, you know, they, they learn from those things too. Okay. Okay. That's, that's very helpful. So, sorry, my last question or to follow up. So if they are, so like last night she's screaming and I'm like, what we do is when she's having, you know, an uncontrollable tantrum is we try to get her into her room. And put her in there and tell her when you calm down, knock on the door and we'll get you. Um, so is that not like a, cause it's happened twice in the last week. 
And I put her in her room and shut the door and she cried and she calmed down. But it had happened two days before and with aunt, with my husband and he put her in her room and she started like, it was scary. She started throwing things. It was, I was afraid like at her, at her strength mm-hmm. <laughs> at what she was flinging. So he went in, grabbed her and spanked her and put her in. Is that, you know, I was just wondering if that is the correct way to do it or yeah. like how to go about it. Do we, you know, do you spank her in that moment to make sure that she understands what she did or do you let her calm down and then? So either- That was, that was an anger spank confession. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We're, we're all, we're all, learning. we're all learning. We're all in the same boat. All right. right. Um, even so, that's, that's a good example of how you have to know, you have to lay out what you're going to do for that behavior. Okay. okay. Um, and, and you have to do it every time. And so in, in the first time it worked, the second time she said she was scared, but so you don't have to then revert to something else. You can just go in and say, what are you scared of? Talk to her a little bit. And then convince, you know, after you talk to her and tell her there's nothing to be scared of, then you can go back to, okay, but you're still going to stay in here until you calm down. Like the, pen, the, the punishment has not changed. Right. But I'm still, I'm still, I'm not leaving you. I'm still with you. You know, God doesn't leave us when we're in our sin. He's right, right. there with us. Right there. While we are sinning, he is right there. So we are not leaving our kids. I'm, you know, but you're going to learn this. You, and and so that, that if you decide that that's what you want to do <clears throat> for that behavior, then, then keep following through with it. Don't change it midway because now she doesn't know. Your, you know, your, your daughter doesn't right. know. Your daughter, you know, it, it's just, it's not, it's not healthy um, okay. when your daughter doesn't know what, what is expected of her. Right. Uh, Thank you. You mind if I say something on that too? Can I? On what you said? I also wanted well, to add something. Yeah, hold on. I think Grace was raising her hand. She wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so I have been a preschool teacher for the ages of basically between like two and four. And then our son is turning six in December. Um, and though my degree is not in like child development, through just my teaching and my training, I've learned a lot about child development. And I will say that as a parent, um, like not only as a teacher, as a parent, having come to a much better understanding of child development has helped me um, understanding what's appropriate discipline for my child. So um, the age group of my children is kind of where, of the children I taught, is basically where your daughter's at right now. And so around the age of three, is when children start to see themselves as an individual. And if you'll notice, around the age of three is when most children start referring to themselves as I, instead of saying, like, my son's name is Noah. So before that, it would always be like, you know, can Noah and mama go go to the park today? Like, he would always refer to himself in the third person. because up until that point, they basically see themselves as with their parents as the same being, as the same person. Right. Okay. So around the age of three is when they start seeing themselves as this new person and they start getting a new sense of independence. And so with that is in this natural stage of development comes with pushing boundaries. So that is a very normal part of child development. Now I say that not to say like you let them get away with anything. Um, So in my class and in my school, so this is something that a lot of parents would ask about, like how do we deal with this? And like, what do I do with my child? And so I think like what they're saying with consistency is really important. Um, But I will also say that like at different ages and different stages, it does change. And I think for you to be able to understand like, why is your daughter doing this? 
is she doing it simply to be because she wants to be a rebel and she's being defiant and she just wants to defy you? Mm-hmm. Probably, in my opinion, no, because that's mm-hmm. part of her develop healthy development. So mm-hmm. the way we would deal we deal with it in like say in school, for example, um, because we don't spank and we don't like do punishments and stuff like that at our school. Um, we do have very clear understandings, but we don't have like conversations with them, like, like long conversations because their attention span and their ability to like process things is very, very, very minimal. So I would say like, use really simple words, make it really clear. And what I think it was Olu was saying, like, instead of saying, don't do this, don't do this, change, change it to a positive. So, you know, um, you may sit down and take a rest right now. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to. Well, you may. I wasn't asking if you want to, you may. And so that's something in, in our class we use a lot and also establishing like who's in charge. We talk, mm. we talk about that, like who's in charge? You know, grownups are in charge and you're not mm. a grownup. Are you a grownup? No, you're not a grownup. Um, so those are certain things that we do. And then also like redirecting them. So in our class, for example, um, if a child was say throwing toys, right? Mm -hmm. So I would give them what we call a reminder. Like you may use gentle hands. You may use those blocks for building. You may, you know, stack those blocks or whatever. You may only hold a baby doll with gentle hands kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then if they were like still doing that, I would say, you may come, you may come with teacher and you may help clean the table. So rather Mm -hmm. than being like, you're in trouble, you shouldn't have done that. Come over here. You're having a, like, this is your punishment. It's simply, this is what you may do. And if they don't do it, then now you may come over here and this is what you may do with me. Um, And giving them like work, I will say like healthy, purposeful work mm-hmm. is also really, really helpful for young children. Like okay. really, really helpful from a very young mm-hmm. age. Um, mm-hmm. It helps them with their development their motive skills, but it also just helps them with understanding that like, these are good things to be doing with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and also giving them the time and the space to have, like, I don't know how much time your daughter spends outside, but like even the children who had the hardest time in our school on days where we spent the entire day outdoors, they would have the best day. Um, and I think like children of that age, their development, they really need a lot of movement and stuff. So for me, like for my son, if my son is getting really crazy and he's not listening and all this stuff, sometimes I, I know, and I don't do this all the time, like even being a teacher, but I really try to ask myself, is there a deeper reason why he's acting this way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my first, yeah. like, why is he acting this way? And maybe he's like, just, and it doesn't mean I don't address it. It doesn't mean I just like, let it go away. Mm-hmm. But for me, like understanding those things helps me with discipline, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think not, not understanding those things, it's like, you know, like, an infant throws their food off of their high chair off of the table because that's a part of development. But if you don't understand that, you're like, why is my nine month old being rebellious? Right. But they're not. Um, So, and then the other thing I was going to say, young children, the way that they learn is through imitation. Mm. So if you want them to learn how to do something, show them, don't tell them, but show them picking up their toys, go with them and pick up their toys and show them how to do it and sing a song. And, um, you know, and also storytelling. I think someone mentioned like, or you mentioned role play. Um, Mm -hmm. that's also something we did a lot in school was we would tell like therapeutic storytelling where you're not directly because the child at age two, if you try to be like, well, this is what you shouldn't do. And this is why you shouldn't do it because of blah, 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 blah. Like, the first like 10 seconds after you start speaking, they're not listening to you anymore. Like nothing's processing. Mm-hmm. But if you tell them a story and you know, the younger, mm-hmm. the child, the shorter and the simpler the story. But if you tell them a story mm-hmm. with those elements in it, and it could be like a Bible story that you really simplify that you feel like fits that 
scenario, mm -hmm. or it could be a story that you make up, or it could be a story like that you read in a book or whatever. Um, but, and children love hearing stories. So most likely they'll be like, tell it again, or they'll want to hear it the next day mm -hmm. or two hours mm -hmm. later and just tell mm -hmm. it over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. that's a really great way for them to learn lessons. And then right. I'll, oftentimes the way that they process, you may see them processing that story in their mm. play. So they process right. through their play. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. So yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. That is so, so helpful. Yeah, no problem. So, oh, I just want to share about the behavior that you were saying, you know, one day was this way, the next day was that way. It's more mm -hmm. like, um, so you guys did, you, what you guys did was actually good. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically she was tantruming. You took her to a room, like, all right, when you're ready, so I mean, you tell her this. When you're ready to talk, let me know. When you're ready to talk and talk to mommy or daddy, let me know. And then she keeps tantruming, which is good. And eventually she calm down. So that was mm -hmm. good. So the mm -hmm. next day, you said she she took it a notch higher. It was mm -hmm. banging things, made you afraid. That's mm -hmm. normal. So because she realized what I'm doing, I'm not getting the attention I want or whatever I wanted. So let mm -hmm. me turn it up. So if I turn it up. So, so in our world, we call it extinction burst. So once I turn mm -hmm. it up, then they're going to get the attention. They're going to be afraid. They'll come. So in which mm -hmm. case, where does negative or positive attention to get from you, Onwar? So Onwar came, beat, the, beat her, whatever. But she got you to come. <laughs> so, so the point is, she got you to come. So in that sense, it's like, it's like um, uh, Andrew was saying, the consistency wasn't there. So her banging yeah. stuff... Yeah, what I tell parents I work with is, it's it's voluntary. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. So really, there's really nothing wrong. She's just doing mm -hmm. it. But then when you wait her out, and and what I would say is just come back and say, like, act like nothing's wrong, and just say when you're ready to talk, let me know. And then you go okay. back and wait with it. So you have to wait her out, and then eventually right. she'll be like, all right, I'm done. And then the yeah. next day she could go higher or not, but eventually it would stop. And then she'll be like, all right, I want to talk. Then that, so basically, she's learning to communicate. Now she's just right. like a tantrum to communicate. But then right. a tantrum and extinction. When mm -hmm. you do that, right. it's going to increase. It will. It, that's how it always happens. Then right. eventually, yeah. it reduces. Because it yeah. gets, better, gets worse, but it gets better. So, but don't yeah. run inside like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Even when you beat her, it's still a tantrum. So it's right. still say, Lily, when you're ready to talk, let me, when you're going to talk to daddy, let me know. Yeah, oh, time out. The time on the extinction works together. That's it. Yeah. Right, when, she, when she was younger, we've seen her like try to find a rock so she could like throw herself on the rock because she didn't want to. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. Thank you. This is so so helpful. Thank you, Uncle. Olu. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I, I wanted. Um, I really love what Grace said about their attention span because. Just a funny story. Like I remember one time I gave my kids a lecture and it was like it was really good. I mean, I was I was so proud of this lecture. It was like just off the cuff Bible stuff. It was like amazing. And at the end of it, Sydney, the youngest one, was like, Daddy, what does everything you just said mean? <laughs> it was like, what? You didn't understand what I just told you? Oh man. So yeah, make sure you explain to your kids the way they can understand. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but also say that our kids always knew after they were punished, why they were punished. And, and we always, 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 we talked about it after. And I asked them when they were a little bit older to explain, do you, why, do you know why you got in trouble? And we just kind of took it from there. Uh, and I think that's very important. Um, so uh, we can we can keep going if you guys want, but I don't want to keep anyone past. You know, it's already pretty late. Um, but this was really really cool. So thanks for letting us join you guys. This has been great, um, Andrew and Nicole. Thank you so much. Uh, it's awesome that we have resources like Grace and Olu yeah. uh, as well. And in town, Romans 15, 14 says, I myself that convinced that you or yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. And so we make a great disciple altogether. Everybody 
sharing. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming and sharing your wisdom and experience and mistakes and all the rest. Amen. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thank Good night. Oh, and feel free to, you know, call us, email us, text us if you uh, want to keep talking. We're always open to new friendships. Or I like, your, I like your hairstyle. Old ones <laughs> that haven't called us forever. Well, you haven't called them either, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel, I just, um, Andrew and Nicole, I just, I just feel like I'm in trouble because I think my wife will help, Tochi will help me because um, where I'm from, it only takes you one look for you, for a child to comport himself or herself. Um, they only need to touch you maybe like five times. The other time is they just look at you a certain way and um, you reset back to default. Uh, so <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully uh, this has been good for me. And uh, I, I know I'm definitely going to need this because um, uh, I wouldn't want to have myself as a child right now, uh, <laughs> knowing, knowing who I was growing up. So. Uh, this has been really helpful. Well, it's different now because you have God. And he is the best. He is the best example of parenting that we have. Whenever, whenever, you're in, whenever I'm in doubt, I just ask, okay, well, how does God treat me when I act like that to him? You know, you know, you know, one thing that I've, you know, I talked to my wife about is like, I actually think about the future, like what happens if we have to travel one time and my baby is crying in the airport, like embarrassing me. I, I'm, what is that? I'm, I'm just going to leave you there and go. I've been thinking of that, like, like what would happen? Because I see kids do that and yeah. I, I just don't know. So I think this has been good. And, you know, like I said, uh, I have a lot of people on this call that, you know, that have been mentors to me and also, um, you know, I get advice from, um, but this has been nice. Thank you guys. And one thing I wanted to say that I didn't get to say before, oh, sorry, that's <laughs> just quick, is that our, so our girls are nine and seven. We haven't had to spank them or do a timeout in many, many years. Um, so it was really for, for us, a, a short time. So obviously we didn't spank them as, you know, as, as babies. Um, so my per personal opinion, um, for us putting in, um, like, like I said, just like laying a foundation of expectation and consistency, whatever you do, it should change as they get older. Um, yeah. so that's. Maybe I did say that, but I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that's no. true. I think someone else mentioned that. It, it'll evolve over time as your kids grow. Yeah. So. Hey, Andrew. What's up? Being, being from the Caribbean, because I feel like in the Caribbean, it's almost like assumed that aunts and uncles and Grandma and everybody can discipline the child. At least um, that's how I yeah. felt and I grew up. Um, have you had to deal with any of that, with whether it's your family or just people in that culture in general, like close, close people to the family? Uh, not, not really, because like I said, our kids have never been out of our supervision past one night over at, our, at my aunt's house. Yeah. And that's on purpose because, like, we're just very protective. Um, but in but in general, if I did need to do that, I would make sure that for for us is I, I don't want any I wouldn't want anybody else spanking my child because mm. I don't because like I said before, there's a wrong way to do it, and I think a lot of Caribbean families do it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, just throwing just throwing a, a wild stereotype out there so um but uh so that that's what our standard is but again 
it just you just got to decide that for yourself and what you're comfortable with like if you know that your your auntie has the same standards of parenting that you do mm -hmm. you're cool with with her disciplining your child then sure i mean i like for example my aunt that we that we've uh, sent our kids to a couple times i totally trust her and i don't think that she would ever i don't think she would feel comfortable spanking them even if she felt like it was necessary um but i've also we've also not like we sent them at a stage where their foundation was already laid so we could talk to them as we were driving to auntie's house like right, hey right, right. yeah this is how we're going to behave when you're with auntie all right and and again we're laying we're giving them an expectation so that when we come back the next day we expected them to have acted the way that we coached them to yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah. Is that kind of like a, a conversation for the adults thing like you were talking about earlier? It's yeah. like even like I guess like boundaries. Because like what I was asking, but I didn't mention it earlier, we have an eight month old and like a good scenario with like Rob's Caribbean parents. Like we were at my mother in law's house. And um, at the time, you know, our son wasn't eating solids. So she was like, oh, you know, give him, give him a plantain, give him a plantain. And I was like, no, he's not, you know, he's not there yet. And she's like, he'll be fine. And she like bit off a piece and shoved it in his mouth. And I was just like, mm. like on <laughs> the inside. And of course he like spit it out and didn't know what to do with it. Luckily he didn't choke. But like, I can just see how like that type of behavior, I could see like, if I have an eight-year-old and I'm like, no, he can't watch TV, I could see that being like, oh, he's fine. Let him watch the. But then, like, bringing in the Caribbean parent mindset, like you were saying, like we almost feel like, how do you navigate that and still be respectful? Like, I can't be like, I said no. You know, like I know you can because you're the parent, but I yeah, do yeah. agree that with Caribbean families, it almost feels like that dynamic is a little bit different. Yeah, and I'd say a lot of the responsibility for having those, well, you do have to have those conversations if you feel like your boundaries are being violated. But a lot of that responsibility for those conversations falls to whoever's side of the family it is. So like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell Nicole to talk to my mom about something my mom is doing. Like, that's my mom, I, I, I can talk to my mom. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it and I'll let her know that, uh, you know, whatever it is, we are not cool with it. Not my wife, mm. not, I'm not dropping the blame on my wife. It's we together. Like this is how we roll our house, me and my house. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Although I do blame Andrew for a lot of things because my family respects <laughs> Andrew a lot. <laughs> Well, I, so, I, I tell her to he because <laughs> I tell her to because I don't, I'm totally fine being blamed for any standard because I'm told because me and my house, man, me yeah. and my house, you're yeah. not telling me how to run things that I have vetted against the scriptures and against other people of, of spiritual character. And you just telling me stuff just because you feel like it or whatever. And, and I understand as a new mom, um, you know, you're still trying to get your footing and figure out what you want to do. And, and, and others who have been there before, can, it's easy for them to say, this is how you should do it. And that <laughs> thing happened with Andrew's family with Sasha, she was nursing and hadn't had salad. And they were like, you need to give this baby some potatoes or something. Like, and I felt oh very insecure after because it was a new mom. And you know, I was like, well, I was going to, you know, wait six months. And um, so some of that was me, like, figuring out, like, finding my own voice, you know, with his family. <laughs> Being sure about right. And Andrew backing me up on that, too. Like, nope, we don't do that. Or, you know, we have certain things for the girls with, like, swimming suits. There's certain swimming suits we don't want them to wear. And... If somebody buys them one, Andrew will say, 
sorry, you know, or we just don't wear it. You know, it's just like things like that that we just, usually he handles a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you have, I, you know, I, I know I said it's, it falls to the person whose side of the family it is, but it can also, if one of you is better at dealing with conflict, then there's nothing wrong with that person broaching the topic and kind of leading the way on it. But, um, you know, for us, that's me. I don't have a problem with Does that help? You're not alone, if it makes you feel better. Nicole has been dealing no, yeah, with crazy helps. Caribbean relatives for 13 years. They're lovely. <laughs> They love her though. <laughs> this is how much I love you guys. I've missed the whole first half of the basketball game. You, you, you do love them. They will keep you going unless you sign off. Oh uh, yeah. You, you see, I'm down to uh, one parent right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did they're wow. frothy parents who've had too much Zoom, too much COVID time with their children. They, <laughs> they have no boundaries. We <laughs> won't keep you all night. Thanks, thanks again, guys. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Good.